and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Checking us out at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street. You can also find our Patreon info there if you want merch and exclusive content. Awesome. Um, first off, hello, Tucker and Delmar. Thank you for doing this today. Hey, Sharad, thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time out to have us. I really appreciate this. Anytime, anytime. We just watched your movie last night and it's still with me and I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> oh, so, wow, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, we have 15 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and get us started. Um, first off, I just want to say we have so few Black kids in sci-fi stories. So thank you for that off the bat. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> what made you settle on a specific scenario? Like, why aliens? If we're if it's allowed to talk about that. Uh, well, for me as a writer, I settled on aliens partly because I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd. And when I was coming up with this uh, concept of a guy's girlfriend going missing under mysterious circumstances, I was reading this article in the New York Times about. Um, what percentage of the U.S. believes in the existence of aliens? And that sort of morphed into this uh, situation or story, um, No Running. I love that because, yeah. again, <laughs> it felt like it was going to be a thriller. And then it was like, you know, and it took you on a whole completely different ride, which I find exciting and interesting. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate how this movie deals with the everyday racism that a lot of us are encountering on a regular basis without making it feel like trauma porn, for lack of a better term, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Could you just elaborate on how you like found that balance? Because it's yeah. something that I feel a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, and you know where we are today in, in America, we are dealing with a lot of... Um, social and racial um, injustice um, and police brutality. Um, and as a black man, and um, it, it, it affects me individually, you know? Um, and one thing that I did not want to do um, is that I didn't want it to be in your face. I wanted it to be a little more subtle, but at the same time, I didn't want to shy away from the issues. You know, I wanted to make it feel real and I wanted to also ring, make it be truthful, you know? Um, so, you know, as an artist, um, I feel as though that is my responsibility to, to reflect the time. And when I read Tucker's script, I thought he did a great job with, um, integrating fact and, uh, fiction, um, very elegantly. Um, and, and especially, you know, in terms of dealing with the outerly forces, you know, when you see this young black kid trying to prove his innocence after his girlfriend has been abducted from this outerly force force, you know, people were looking at him crazy. They look at him like, what are you talking about? Aliens? What? Are you crazy? But it's, it's actually, at least for me, is is symbolic to what goes on and is a parallel to what's happening for young black men in America who are trying to prove their innocence, who, who are innocent, you know, they look at our story, they, they're looking at, you know, their stories as though is, is that bizarre, you might as well be talking about creatures, you know, people don't give you the fair shake, they look at you, um, 
as the skin is the crime, you know, and you, you don't, you don't have a fair, fair opportunity. You feel like an outsider. In most cases, you are an outsider. You don't have any resources. Um, and it's easy for people to point the finger um, or, or, you know, blame you, you know, when you, when you're in a situation like that. So um, having to said all that, I thought it was important, you know, and I hate to say it's a, um, you know, a, a current topic or it's like a, you know, this is, this is current. I hate to say that, you know, but unfortunately it is a, a situation that we're, we're dealing with in today's society. And I do hope that one day we, we don't have to talk about this situation. So. I, I wish you could see me. I am nodding so seriously right now. <laughs> I, I, again, I feel like a lot of people who are not black or and who are not brown are coming to the realization that racism is a real thing. It's not something that started four years ago, which is why right. I love that Jalen and his family are surrounded by white people who think that they're role to see her in. And like Shane West, who I, I've never seen him do anything this dark as like the racist police officer who's in a family of racists. And so I love that conversation that is happening there, um, especially because you have differing degrees of racism. You have the blatant, you have the complicit. What, can you talk about how you figured out navigating those conversations that are happening with those characters Absolutely. Um, you know, during this whole during the whole casting process, I was looking for people that um, that had a, a certain level of, of credibility and humanity, really just being real people and um, having an understanding of, of what we're, you know, what we're dealing with. And starting with uh, Jalen, uh, played by Skylin Brooks he, he was always my first choice. Even when, I, when he came into the room, I knew immediately that he was the one, you know, we just had a connection. We, we hit it off the bat. And one of the main conversations that him and I um, constantly had throughout the film was just making sure that it, it, it rang true, that it was authentic. Um, and, you know, you have this loving mother by played by Rutina Wesley she brought so much to that character, you know, um, and we talked a lot about our experiences, you know, and with, and our, you know, growing up as a child and what our mother, um, you know, what our mother's going through, you know, went through while we were, you know, growing up. And then you, you know, you look at someone like Shane West who plays this cop who's on the fence of like, he's, he's kind of challenged. Like what, what, what should he do? Should he continue to, following his racist paths of his you know father's legacy or does he turn over you know a new a, you know a new chapter did he did he turn over a, a, you know the leaf in a sense um and that's challenging you know it's challenging and, but as a human you we especially as, as adults we all have our you know we have decisions we have we have the opportunity to make decisions and we have um you know, fortunately, we, 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 we were able to, to, to make decisions, you know what I mean? So, you know, I just feel like, um, we all can choose on which path that we, we want to, which path that we want to take, you know? So hopefully that makes sense. 100%. <laughs> 
100%. I, yes. Another thing that I picked up on, and I was happy to like read about it a little bit in the director's statement, was the preschool to prison pipeline, which has been a thing forever in America, specifically. <laughs> um, and I, when I rewatched this movie earlier today, I was like, I did feel like the school was a prison. They were always against Jalen. They were always trying to pull him in for something he didn't do and holding a history they don't know anything about against him. Could you talk more about like how you set this again, the specific part of this atmosphere up? Because the town are doing the same thing, but to not have him have that that safety net that some people get in school because he happens to be a black man in America. Could could you just elaborate on that? Because that felt very institutional. Yeah, um, it came from a lot of personal experiences and honestly i think tucker um will be able to really talk more about that you know um but my thing is like again it goes back to like this the skin is the crime you know what i mean like you kind of people look at african-americans especially young black boys as though they're um as though they're guilty of something you know um, in terms of building a world and the personal experiences, I brought a lot of that from my past and um, Tucker, um, yeah, I'm sure he can elaborate more and I, I would love for him to tell his personal yeah. story, Tucker. <laughs> well, yes, so please. I would say, uh, so um, I was actually adopted. So I grew up in a very uh, white state in Vermont and very white community. And so there's a sense of isolation when you're the only black kid in class or the only black kid in school. And so I injected a lot of that into the story. Um, so Jalen's character is isolated. And like you said, with the lack of support and lack of resources, uh, where do you turn when you're in a situation that um, you know you uh, are not guilty for? And so I think um, the environment that Delmar helped create in, uh, in the film um, or bring to life uh, just reflects the isolation uh, that a lot of Black people feel, whether it be in the workplace or whether it be in school or whether it be in um, uh, just walking down the street, there's always a sense of isolation. Um, and um, it's just a reflection of my own experience as well as the uh, experiences of most Black people in general, I guess, if that makes sense. 100%. Like we were talking yeah. about schools in a different conversation the other day. And that's another reason that stood out to me because not everybody gets that privilege of having school be a safe place. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. to, to shift tone for a second, one of the other things I love about this movie is that it does give us moments of black joy, which also keeps us from going into trauma porn, which a lot of things just can't do. <laughs> so I... Yeah. I lived to see these black kids being kids, like specifically Jalen getting suited up for this party and like him and his sister going back and forth as somebody who was one of eight children. I, I know that dynamic very well. I'm also 100% sure this is the only movie in the festival that will celebrate edges. So like, <laughs> can you in your own... <laughs> so could you just talk about a second for like, how and why black joy is important in film because you give it to us and i think it's important and so i just love your thoughts on why we need more of that in any of the media we're consuming first i want to say 
I grew up around all girls, okay? So when a toothbrush <laughs> came out of the, the drawer, it was a real thing. That was not, that was nothing there. It was. You know, and I made sure that that showed up in the film. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, we we wanted to all, you know what I mean? We didn't want it to be is to have some, you know, have fun. I mean, we we made fun. We had a lot of fun um, making this movie as well as a lot of other, you know, challenges and things of that nature. But um, we want, just want to also give you an experience of what it's like being a teenager. What it, you know, is there are great moments when you when you fall in love, you know what I mean, with your with your crush, you know what I'm saying, and what that feels like, you know. Um, so at the end of the day, we just really wanted to create a real experience across the board that um, other people can relate to as well. You know, like just being an outsider, um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that across all industries, you know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, Black joy is, is, is everything, you know? We, we gotta celebrate the moments um, of, of, you know, of, of joy when, when we have them, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, Thank and I would you. also I, say, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tucker. I was going to ask if you had anything as well. Sorry. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, uh, uh, slightly related, is that um, part of uh, bringing this film to life was to um, help open doors for future generations of filmmakers. Um, this was my first screenplay, but um, I hope that this seeing Black Joy on screen and seeing uh, a Black story. Black sci-fi story will help inspire um, future uh, writers and future directors and future actors and actresses um, to jump in this ring. Because um, when it all comes together, it's a beautiful thing. Indeed. Yes, yes. Like I, I keep telling everyone, it's, this is why it's important to have Black creators telling Black stories. Because again, I'm not going to see edges anywhere else in this festival. <laughs> and if I do, <laughs> they're not going to be celebrated. <laughs> um, but I yeah. just enjoyed that. I I don't have access to the chat because I'm on my phone. So I'm not sure if I get one more question. If I don't, that's fine. If I do, my last question <laughs> is I I want it more just because I, I felt this in my bones on so many levels. And so I was wondering, would both of you be into it if this could be at some point later in life picked up as a limited series or do you want to just have it be this film and have us leave you alone your words <laughs> your words to god's ears yes we would like for this yes. to be a limited <laughs> series we would like to have a part two all of the above yeah. <laughs> and you do not need to leave us alone <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> thank 100%. you because i was like I would watch three seasons of this without blinking and oh. <laughs> I that makes me happy because now I know I don't have to not, I ha don't have to leave you alone on Twitter because that is my <laughs> first thing after this premieres on the 11th um <laughs> thank you. I, well, thank you. I know thank you thank you I know I have to be out of time but it was amazing talking to you both and amazing experiencing your movie and I'm hoping you have the most fun with the rest of your festival oh I appreciate that thank you Thank you so much. Thank you.